Welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumble full of Hendrix. I got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. Let's jump into it as usual. Uh, this one wasn't even on the radar today, gang, but I just saw some shit over Twitter. So, of course, now I got to rant about it. Now, some of y'all are going to sit here and tell me that I'm using an extreme example, but I don't think this is. I actually think this is pretty, pretty, pretty fucking accurate. Great comfort. Now, I've already told y'all what I feel, how I feel about Christian apologists. I think those bastards are nothing more than professional liars, right? They, they're, they're own, they are not there to convey truth. They are not. They are simply there to win debates. And in their mind, they win every single last one, right? They, they, they stick to their script. They got the little word games they like to play. Objective morale. Shut the fuck up. Never once addressing the actual fucking topic. All these fuckers do is lie. But, and y'all know, hold on, I got fucking flies in here. Disgusting. Uh, This is why I hate Texas. But, back to on topic. Ray Comfort is no different. And he was one of the first ones that I was introduced to when I was looking up, you know, atheism and all this other bullshit, right? And y'all know his song and dance, right? He approaches total strangers who are completely unaware of what's going on, right? And he hits them with his script and he's prepared to make them look bad no matter where the conversation goes. That's his job, right? And so there was one, and again, it's if it was just a matter of sticking to, you know, his stupid ass, you know, thing about extremes and absolutes, I wouldn't give a shit about this, but it goes a little something like this. There was one where he approached an elderly gentleman. I still remember his name was Dale. Dale was in his early to mid 80s, right? And Ray goes through, you know, his stupid talking points. And at the end, of course, Ray sit here talking, uh, you know, you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterate heart. And you know, shut the fuck up, Ray Comfort. But what disgusted me, I mean, absolutely turned me the fuck off emotional bile coming out of every orifice of my fucking body was, and y'all know how he works his game, right? It's like, when are you going to die? Now it's one thing when you're asking a 17 year old that, and yes, I'm very aware that 17 year olds can die. It happens all the fucking time. It's one of the shitty parts about life. But the odds are that 17-year-old has many decades left running around the track that we call life. Dale, in all honesty, not so much. And you know what? Dale was aware of that, right? And I also remember that Dale was an atheist. He did not believe in any of the God shit. And he just wasn't buying Ray's bullshit. He just wasn't. But Ray, Kevin's like, so when are you going to die, Dale? And Dale's like, I don't know. But you're going to die, I know how this works, Ray. I'm the one in his mid-80s. I mean, I know I'm on borrowed time. 
So when are you going to die, Dale? I just told you, I, I don't know, Ray. I don't know. But you're going to die. Ray, I've buried my wife. I've actually buried one of my kids. I know how this is going to end. But in Ray, he just wouldn't fucking let it go. And it was fucking gross. Which kind of brings me to the point of the first topic. Because what I saw on Twitter was, you know, how again, the atheist worldview or outlook. I explained that shit just yesterday. There is no such fucking thing, Christians. Again, when you can explain how not believing in Thor influences your daily walk, I will explain how not believing in Yahweh influences mine. But, you know, that to, to believe that after you die, that's it, and all the, you know, and all this other bullshit. And, it, and I had to respond. I'm like, you fuckers focus so much on death. And it's just, I think sometimes they forget to live. And again, to my Christian brothers and sisters, again, I, how many times do I got to tell you all this? First and foremost, if your version of a Jesus, or in this case, any God at all whatsoever, if your version of a deity makes you a better person, then I like your deity. If your version of a deity makes you go and help that old lady cross the street versus gun it in your fucking 65 Mustang and run her over, it, then I like your deity, right? But So I'm not going to try and, and bash that. I am not strong enough, and I don't even have the desire to strip away from you that which you are not ready to give up. If you want to talk to me about some doubts you may be having as a former theist, I'm willing to listen. I probably had the same struggles, but I'm not trying to strip anyone from anything. Knock yourself out. I got too much shit on my own plate to deal with. I can't handle your shit as well. But when your God makes you focus on death, I really think you've got the wrong one. And it is. And again, I, I can, I'm trying to narrow it down, actually, all these examples. And I told y'all several uh, episodes ago, I was in textual relations with the Christian, right? We became friends. And I remember once I told y'all someone was going through a hard time on my part of the relationship. And I shared it with this person, right? And this person was very, very sick and and they didn't, thankfully, but they could have died. Now, if you tell me that, first thing out of my mouth is like, I am so sorry. You know, hey, how can I help in any way, shape, even though we're not living close to each other? How can I help? Right? And like, well, maybe if you tell me, and this part is true, I know a shit ton of doctors, gang, and I have called in favors, and I was like, yo, you know, I'm not a doctor myself, but what is that, uh, breast cancer? I tell you what, I know someone who's special. I, I, I'm going to try and help out in any way, shape, or form. And if nothing else, I'm going to say, I'm really sorry for your tough time. I really am. You can call me morning, noon, or night. Even if you just want to sit me sit on the other end of the line and breathe, I'll do that. Right? This person's response was, do they know Christ? What? Right? It just, again, purely focused on death. What happens after they die? Nothing to do with 
Are they taking all their vitamin supplements? Are they working out? Are they getting enough sun? Are they, you know, are they keeping a positive attitude? Nothing like that. Right? And uh, I think I told you I was hard and heavy in fellowship of Christian athletes. Hashtag that's a scam. When I was in college and I told over the uh, the COVID bullshit, I lost one of my teammates. Right? I played the strong side. He played the weak side. We were both linebackers. Both came in in the 1991 class of beef, what we were called. At first, he got COVID. We were like, well, this fucking sucks. And then they were like, I think he's going to be okay, both he and his wife. Then they tubed his wife. She died. Then he died. Gang, it was fucking terrible. I still remember getting the call. Right. And all my teammate did was say he's gone. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. It fucking sucked. That's why I took the COVID shit even before Slob died. I just like, yo, for you, it's a hoax. You think it was to bring down Trump while other people out here are fucking bearing loved ones. I wasn't alone. Well, I remember this like maybe a week after Slob passed away. Yes, I called him Slob. That was a sloppy motherfucker. Yeah, we lived together one summer. It was horrible. It almost ended our friendship. But back on story. And I went to um, Gold's Gym to work out. Pure coincidence, another one of my teammates was there. And we were in the locker room talking about it. And I was like, yeah, man, that that really, that, that sucks. I, I mean, it's so hard to believe, right? He's our eight. I just saw pictures. I was like, man, he still looks the fucking same. Like he could still ball. And I'm not going to say this dude's name, so we'll just call him Jonathan. I shouldn't have used that name because there was an actual Jonathan on the linebacking core. Hey, I'm not talking about you, just in case you hear this. But we'll call him Jonathan. And Jonathan started to go off into the God stuff and all this other bullshit. And I still remember the last thing he said was, it's okay. Jason knew Christ. What? I'm over here thinking about, man, what about his kids? What about, he has two kids, one in high school. I think one is off to college. What about the surviving family member? What about us? We love that fucking dude, right? And and all this, all Jonathan was worried about was, you know, what happened when he died? And again, it's this complete lack of focus on what's actually fucking important. Life is fucking important. And again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you there absolutely is no heaven. I don't know. The odds are there's not. Because again, where were you before you were born? I have a very strong suspicion. That's exactly where you go back to after you die. Again, I told you all the only difference as I belch. Hashtag unprofessional. The only difference between us and viruses we have egos. Viruses don't. We're sitting here trying to figure out how, literally, how in the world did the world go on without us? And you guess what, gang? The universe doesn't give two shits about us. And this is when a Christian says, oh, how bleak your world. Shut the fuck up. Our life is delicious because it is finite. Seriously. Again, if the Christian God exists, that fucker is miserable. I love the fact that I get to soak up new information. I've already said, if there's one thing that goes on my headstone, it's 
Here lies the biggest fucking hypocrite. I want to absorb so much new information that I change. I actually told someone this morning. I am not the same guy I was going into college, like not even close. Gang, I'm not even the same guy I was 10 years ago. I want to soak up as much shit as humanly possible. My iPad is going off like nuts and it's driving me fucking insane. Why don't I ever remember to turn that shit off? But I'm not going to leave this chair. Not until it's halftime. And because I'm not going to leave the chair until halftime, hold on, you know what time it is. That was a big squig. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. But back on topic. Again, I repeat myself. Life is delicious because it is finite. And I've been saying this for as long as I can remember. I am simply trying to squeeze as much life into this life as humanly possible. Experiences, gang, is literally all we have. Right? And my believing brothers and sisters, I truly think you're doing it wrong. Again, if you if you truly think you need a, uh, a deity to not rape the next door neighbor's kids, great. I am glad you have that fucking deity. If you think you need a deity to not kick my dogs, please keep believing in your entity. But if that deity, if that entity, if that God, that Jesus, that Oshun, whoever, if they have you solely, and I do believe solely focused on light, on death, then I think your deity is a fucking asshole. Because, gang, it's not the numbers on the left. It's not the four numbers on the right. It's that dash in between the two. That's what matters. I cannot control when I was born. I can't. As gruesome as thought as it is, my dad fucked my mom. He did. And in my mind, she fucking hated it. And so did he. It was just a practical necessity. And they only did it to make me the end. I, I can't control that. I was born the day I was born. That's just the way the shit works out. Now, I eat relatively good. I work out like a fucking madman. I do what I have to do to take care of myself to live as long as I possibly can. But those four numbers on the right-hand side, I can't control that. I really can't. Y'all remember Jim Fix, the marathon runner? Uh, yeah, the, the miler, the miler. Remember that guy? Fucking phenomenal. He was my generation of athlete, right? Jim Fix died, I think, it was in his late 30s or early 40s. Yeah, just shit happened. He was perfectly healthy. So in that respect, yeah, Ray Comfort's right. You know, you don't know when you're going to die, but you know what? You can't fucking control it. All that matters is that dash in between those digits. What did you do while you were on this fucking planet? And if you ask me, the closest thing to it, gang, if you want to be remembered after you die, you got to live a life that is worth remembering. 
Again, how many people did you actually help out? How many people did you bring a smile to their fucking face? Right? When, when someone's dick is in the dirt and you don't have the fucking solution, did you share space with them? Right? How, 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 how well did you take care of your goddamn self? Again, it's all that shit. Right? It, it's not the four, again, it's not the four uh, numbers on the left hand side of the dash. It's not the four numbers on the right hand side of the dash. It's the fucking dash. That's the most important part. So again, to my theistic brothers and sisters, stop focusing on fucking death. You can't control it. So I strongly suggest you focus on what you can control, and that is living. Fuck me. Again, why, why does it take me to tell you all this? But I just wrapped up the first topic. And because I wrapped up the first topic, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Jen and truth. Let's go. Next up. Austin homeless. Gang, we got a lot of homeless people here. And there are some solutions, like putting them all in one central location. Uh, I think we even bought you know, a hotel or something for them. And, and then there's all these different debates. And I'm not going to sit here and really get into what I believe is the most phenomenal solution. I'm not that smart. What I do want to address is the human side of this topic, because I truly believe, at least here in Austin, I think we're doing it wrong, at least on how we view this. <laughs> Excuse me. This isn't, you know, should you eat, you know, kind of a balanced diet or should you go plant based to negate your you know, chances of cancer? No, no, this isn't a thing. These are people. And regardless of what they get. For the people who talk dismissive about homeless people and their journey, I always say the same thing. First, fuck you. The second thing I say is, you know, no one goes to their guidance counselor in high school and says, please put me on the fast track to homelessness. I don't care how much money you have, gang. Everyone is just one or two shit decisions from being in their shoes. They're still people. This isn't a thing problem. This is a people issue, and we need to treat it as such. Now, I've got a really good friend, and it, it, it left, it, Joanna, right? Isn't that the name I always use? And Bubba wants to go outside. Hashtag episode mood killer. Hold on. Shit, Bubba. Come on. Now my little four-legged meat little fella is a little asshole. Go get him. Go be with your brother. Five minutes, gang. Tops. That's when the El Bubba will be back at the door. But back to my friend Joanne. She was a social worker in New York. And I remember we had this conversation and she was telling me, it, and her thing was placement, right? And it's not just as simple as you, here's an apartment, million dollar a year job, congrats. No, she had to work hard to find these people different spaces to live, which means she got to know them. <clears throat> and I remember her telling me there was one consistent thread with all the stories and all the relationships that she formed dealing with New York's homeless. And she was like, Robert, these cats live difficult lives, right? And he's like, but they're things you just get used to once the reality that you don't have a home sinks in. It's like, they get used 
to eating food so rotten and so vile that a billy goat would turn it down. But, you know, the reality is they don't have a home. So it's like you either eat it or you die. They said they get used to that. Right. They get used to sleeping outdoors behind a dumpster, ice cold temperatures, and the person sleeping next to you is in a full blown verbal confrontation with an empty can of Folgers coffee. And they just fucking lost the argument. You get used to that, she said. You you get used to because if if you don't see it, that means it's probably you. Gang, the mental mentally ill, the mental illness ratio in the homeless community is off the fucking charts. She's like, you get used to that. Shitting behind office buildings, you know, taking a bath in creek water. Like, you get used to all of that. She said, Robert, you know what they don't get used to? Being invisible. At the end of the day, no matter how long they've been on the streets, no matter how big the burden of mental illness is like they do not forget that they are people and to have other people, people in homes literally walk over them with the same wherewithal as they fucking walked over a wet uh, food stamp. So you never get used to being treated like not a human. And she said, whether you've got a dollar in your pocket, $5, $10 or a fucking penny or nothing at all, you got nothing to give them. You make sure you smile and wave when you see them. I will never forget her telling me that. You know what I do as a result? I smile and I wave every single fucking time. And they smile and wave more times than not right back at me. And she's right. So again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've got the, the ultimate solution or even a solution. I don't. But what I do know that this is not a thing problem. This is a people issue, and we need to treat them as such. Now, again, I I, um, I don't sleep very well, and when the insomnia is really bad, again, I work in a fitness studio, so it's nothing for me to go to work. Just what happens, there are treadmills there, there are bikes there. Two, three o'clock in the morning, I'll just go to work, and I'll do like an hour of cardio. I'll get on the foam roller you know, make my body functional for my job because my body fucking sucks. And there was a stretch of time there where there was a dude, one of our, uh, I call him our finest, when our, one of our finest was sleeping underneath a bench on the porch of where I work. Now, I, I had to get him to leave, you know, before our doors officially opened, but we would talk. We really would. His name was Loco. <laughs> I still remember Loco. And gang, I'm going to be honest with you. You know how many times Loco asked me for money? Exactly zero fucking times. Now I always broke him off a dollar here and there when it was just in my pocket or something. But you know what Loco wanted more than anything else? Conversation. Right? And so y'all don't know where I work, but where I work, if you stand on those stairs out in front of the building, there is an enormous Wells Fargo building. You cannot fucking miss it. Right. And every morning, me and Loco would just talk for five or 10 minutes. And he was always happy when it was done. Do you know what Loco does for a living gang? Apparently, his family owns Wells Fargo. 
right? He's just being modest. He doesn't want to front in front of all his homeless homies, right? And so it's like, I got all kinds of money, man. I see Wells Fargo. Yeah, I see that logo. That that's in my that's my family. Yeah, man. I I got so much fucking money. It's longer than fucking train smoke. What? And it was fun. And every single morning I would go work out. And then we back then we opened up at five thirty. So we're at five twenty seven. I would nudge him and be like, "Hey, man, I'll see you tomorrow morning." Right? He's like, "Yeah, big guy. All right, Loco, I'll see you when I see you." And I, I still hope Loco's with us, even though I, I, I doubt it. He was a little bit older. Again, he never asked me for money. Not a single time. I gave it to him, like I said, when I had it. He simply wanted to be treated like a fucking human being. Right? There was another guy, one of our finest. And this guy, he's still alive. He's still alive. <laughs> he looks like hell, but he's still alive. But when I first started working there 25 years ago, there was a guy, and the guy who first started, I don't hate him. I don't respect him as a boss. I just, let's just say we don't exchange Christmas cards. And what did I tell you about Bubba? That was about three minutes. Hold on. Come on, El Senor, Mr. Bubs. Ah, yeah. Where are you going, little stuffed sausage? I, again, like I said, I'm, I'm not the world's biggest fan of my former boss. We Again, we don't hate each other. I just don't respect some of the shit that he did. But there were some things that he did that was really, really good. And one of the guys, he just kept hanging around, kept hanging around, and kept hanging around. He was, for all practical purposes, harmless. Right? He just was always there. And so John is what I'll call my former boss. John gave that guy a job. And that is, and we've got lots of windows out front, lots of windows, actually. And he's like, every day you go up, if you clean these fucking windows, you know, I can't remember. Let's just say I'll give you 25 bucks. That dude was there about four days a week. Excuse me. That was disgusting. Hashtag unprofessional. He was there about four days a week. And he scrubbed our fucking windows. Was it a good job? No. But it was his job. And John treated him like a fucking person, right? So again, and and one more thing is we're getting closer to the 29 minute mark. So there's a big homeless uh, camp uh, as I head to work. I'm not going to tell you the street name. Hashtag, I don't want any stalkers. And it's, it is pretty fucking sizable. And gang, and it was heart wrenching. Because again, this, a lot of, this was everything these people fucking had. And at first, the city of Austin was kind of being a bunch of dicks. I totally understand where everyone's coming from. I do. But at the end of the day, again, these are still people. And it's a dick move. They they would take, you know, city, you know, sanitation workers and cops. And the cops would block off that entire intersection. And the sanitation workers, they wouldn't say, hey, do you want this? Do you want that? No. They would just nuke everything, trashed everything that these people had. And then another set of trucks would come and they would power wash everything. And for about two days, it looked like no one had ever lived there. And I get where they're coming from, but at the end of the day, it's a dick move. If all you have is a grocery bag full of stuff, that's literally all you fucking got. And the city was coming and trashing it. Well, in about a month, guess what? These fuckers were came right back in full effect. I'll fast forward to the end. The city said, you know what? We're going to work with you now. 
They put little wash stations out there. They provided trash bags and uh, 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 brooms and dust pans. And, and again, it's relatively speaking, but these cats are cleaning up after themselves. And instead of treating them like objects, they treated them like people. And there was a little bit of difference. And again, I'm not shitting on the city. I, I'm not. I, I know this is an issue because for every 10 of them, there's one or two. Not bueno, right? But you know what? That's not uh, restricted to just a homeless population, right? I don't lock my door because of 550 of my neighbors. I lock my door at night for that 51st neighbor. Again, I think for the most part, people are good, including our homeless population. And again, I, instead of treating this like a thing issue, we should treat it for what it is. And that is a people issue. Now, gang, I'm looking at the motherfucking clock and I'm pushing the 29 minute mark. You know the drill. Say it with me. The weasel is about to be drained. I'm about to freshen up this delicious motherfucking Hendrix. And I'll be back with part two of Gin and Truth. Let's go. Gin and Truth. Let's go. Keep this train going. Gang, this is this is starting to become a regular thing for me. And, and, and despite how much I do this, it brings me no pleasure at all whatsoever to bash the state of Texas. It, it literally brings me no pleasure. This is the state that I call home. Me, me taking pleasure... And bashing Texas is like me calling my siblings and telling them your mother's a bitch. It makes no sense to take pleasure in bashing your own fucking home. But Texas isn't giving me much choice, gang. And we have moved, and I've said this in other podcasts before. It's like we're not even trying to hide how fucked up we are. We we move past not trying to hide how fucked up we are, gang. We are gloating. We are bragging how fucked up we are. We are wearing it on our fucking sleeve like a sailor on weekend pass who just got mom tattooed on their arm. We we, we think this is good shit when in fact it's only shit. And I do not. Well, I mean, I do. I do. We, We revel in our bigotry. And our hatred of minorities. We we love, we jerk off all over ourselves. That we just, again, the party of small government just blew the fuck up like Bruce Banner turning into the fucking Hulk. Government got so fucking big that we just touched the lives of every fucking woman in the state and told them what they can do with their fucking meat. We just fucking, with all the problems we had, we still have to deal with Texas fast-tracked legislation to make it a law that you have to sing a fucking song 
and that you can carry a bazooka into Luby's cafeteria. Again, we have people in this state dying because they cannot afford medical insurance. The, the numbers, they're actual numbers. In the beginning, gang, in March and April, they made it sound like, yeah, there was some death for the ice storm. Oh, no. Oh, no. We fucked some shit up. Those numbers were grossly underestimated. They were lying to us. We have real problems, and we fast-tracked legislation to make a song mandatory. You know what we're doing now? Again, we're, it's not that we're trying to hide. We're gloating. We're bragging. Texas is getting ready to crank out some of the most, if not the most restrictive voting parameters in the United States. You know how fucked up that is? And again, and, and, and I've said it once, I've said it a million times, and I was telling someone at work uh, this morning, hashtag I played hooky. Only worked one and I had to come home. I'm not in a good place, so fuck it. <laughs> but again, this Republican Party, I'm pretty sure is not the Republican Party I grew up with. Right? This... This Republican Party, our speciality gang, is making solutions for problems that don't exist. This is a red state. What's one of the hallmarks of being a conservative? You don't like to spend money. And because of fuckface Greg Abbott, we went two back-to-back special sessions. That means Texas taxpayers paid millions of dollars so that we can have two special sessions to make sure transgender people can't take a piss where they feel comfortable. Now there's the solution and the non-existent problem was, do you want some man to piss next to your daughter? That's what they always fucking say. Now again, here's the people who like to say, well, follow the science when we talk about COVID, right? Fine. Produce the fucking numbers. Where is this rash of men going into a girl's bathroom with a fucking Davy Crockett-like outfit, a 15-inch dick, a Grizzly Adams beard? He puts your, his dick over some little girl's shoulder and takes a piss. Where is that happening? Let me tell you, it doesn't. But Greg Abbott created a solution for a problem that doesn't exist. And he made Texas taxpayers pay for it. Explain that one to me, Gregory. Right? We, we, again, patriotism is not a problem. It's not. You, you can be just as much of a patriot saluting the flag as you are burning it. That's what the First Amendment protects. Again, my interpretation of the, uh, First Amendment, it protects the speech and expression that you don't agree with. That's why Colin Kaepernick taking a knee was patriotic. He was exercising his First Amendment rights. You know, the troops that we claim to love so much. That's what they fight for. Everything else is just fucking nationalism. 
So we created a problem, a solution. It is now, let's just say, in your financial best interest to sing a song for two minutes. The non-existent problem? Apparently we're not patriotic enough. Greg Abbott, you got to be fucking kidding me. And now, voting, gang. So again, I learned something from the last election. You know, the one that Donald Trump actually lost. Counting votes isn't just a matter of one for Trump, one for Biden, one for Trump, two for Biden, three for Trump, six for Biden. That's not how it works. It's actually very mathematical, right? And in that mathematical formula, they have already tabulated uh, fraud. And they came out, this this one's like, we have already taken into account the number of, uh, you know, the ratio of fraudulent votes. It's going to happen. There's no such thing as a perfect system. And every vote counting system said the exact same thing. Even when you add in the fraudulent vote ratios, the numbers, it's not enough to swing or influence a vote, not one ounce. They've already done that. And just in case you assholes aren't aware of it, Texas is a part of the United States. Did you know that? No, we haven't seceded. If I'm not mistaken, that's actually unconstitutional. So my point is the Texas votes were counted just like the Georgia votes, just like the California votes, just like the fucking Arkansas votes. They've already put in to the equation fraudulent votes. They have. And again, all this shit you see on Fox News about there was one in particular because they kept talking about dead voters and there was one and it was a lady and it wasn't, it wasn't even close to being true. Now, the way Fox reported it, fuck yeah. Her and 20 million other dead people voted. Wrong, mister. And I'm trying to remember the details, but it was, let's just, again, Jeffrey Jones. Y'all know how it works here in America. Once you get married, you become Mrs. Jeffrey Jones. Hashtag that's outdated. That's some bullshit. And it was something like that to where she's like, she went and voted as Mrs. Jeffrey Jones. The thing is, Jeffrey Jones, her husband, had passed away. And so they thought it was a vote from that, you know, Jeffrey Jones. I'm getting the details muddled up, but it was something along those lines. In other words, it wasn't fucking fraudulent. So again, here we are in Texas creating solutions for problems that don't exist. Except here's the thing, gang. We're not as stupid as they think we are. Now, the good thing is the Democrats finally grew a fucking spine and did something versus their normal, oh, we're just going to sit here and complain. No, they've walked the fuck out. It's like, we are not going to, no. If we are not here, we cannot vote on this. It's not going to happen. Now, the fucked up thing is I truly believe it's going to happen because Greg Abbott will special session this shit until he gets his fucking way like a brat. But the Democrats are like, no, we're rolling out. And now, of course, Abbott's talking about, you know, withholding their pay. Shut the fuck up, Greg Abbott. Those Democrats did more for their state by walking out and not working than Ted Cruz does by going to work every fucking day and trolling people on fucking Twitter. Maybe if you gave that asshole something to do, Texas would be a little bit better fucking place. 
He's like a stupid student that you give busy work to so he doesn't disrupt the rest of the fucking people who actually want to get a fucking diploma. But back on track. So the Democrats walked out so they couldn't vote on it. But again, he will special session this thing until he gets his fucking way. But like I said, we're not as stupid as you think you are, Greg. We see what you're doing. And they're and the talking point, just, just like the whole gun thing, right? They couch it, guns and fucking uh, the trans issue. They couch it in, if you don't agree with us, that means you hate women. Texas is a bunch of fucking cowards. How the fuck are we going to hide behind some women? I thought we were rough and tumble and manly and alpha, right, Texas? Well, if you don't think, you know, we everyone should open, you know, wear a gun on their hip, then you just want women to be raped. What? Shut the fuck up. You just want to win the next election, asshole. So you jerked off the gun owners, right? The gun makers, the NRA. Shut the fuck up, Greg. But back to the voting thing. Again, we see what you're doing. This isn't to, again, and their talking point, they're couching it in, we want safe and secure, integrity-filled elections. Well, guess what, asshole? We already have them. You're just mad because you didn't get your fucking way. And the orange baboon is sitting in fucking Mar-a-Lago getting ready to go to jail. So again, you're creating a solution for a problem that doesn't exist. But you're targeting minorities. That's what you're doing. Gang, one of the things, part of this legislation is more restrictive hours. Now, the most of us, when we go to the voting polls, we're not thinking about our bank accounts. You're just doing what, you know, is constitutionally protected. You just go and vote. You do your thing. But I've said before, if you're working for $12 an hour as an adult, you kind of need those $12 an hour, don't you? Now, I'm going to use one of the more extreme examples from this last um, election gang, there were voting lines that reported eight to nine hour waits. Now do the math on that and let's round it up. Cause I'm shitty at math, right? That's a, that's over a hundred bucks. Let's say that's $125. Now, when I say $125, you're thinking that's a decent dinner for two people, right? You splurge a little bit. Let's go have some fun, Right. Gang, when you work for $12 an hour, 125 bucks is the difference between you making rent that month and you not making rent that month. Your cable's disconnected or your utilities are disconnected. To the average person kind of walking around, going to the voting booth, you're not thinking about your fucking bank account. Restrictive hours hurts those people. Who are the majority of people working at or below the fucking poverty line? Let me give you a hint. It's not white people. And stereotypically, minorities vote Democrat. Like I said, we see what you're doing, Greg. You're not that fucking smooth, Jack. Right? Restricting the number of actual polling locations. Again, this goes back to the people struggling to make bills. Now, I'm lucky. For as long as I lived in this house, you know where my voting booth is? across the street. I've never once driven, not unless I'm coming home from work to do it. I've never once driven to go vote. Be it a local election, statewide election, county, federal, it it doesn't matter. There's a church across the street. Finally, a church is doing something good. 
other than telling people they're rotten sacks of shit, you deserve to go to hell. Hashtag don't buy into that shit. I've always just walked across the street. Again, I'm not sitting on $14 billion, but I don't think about my finances if there's a line. I just wait in line. I got my phone. I read shit. I'm more uh, concerned on how much all this fucking standing is going to hurt my back. Right? But some people are sitting there and they're saying, thinking to themselves, but if I can get out of here by two o'clock, I can still work three hours. And Seriously, restricting the number of voting places, mailboxes that you can just drop an early vote, eliminating early vote. I mean, fuck me, dude. Again, we see what you're fucking doing, Greg. You are not that fucking smooth. And yes, you're, I love your language. I do. You're, you're couching this bullshit initiative and we just want to secure an integrity-filled fucking election. Well, guess what? So does everybody else. And you know what? We just had one. But again, the only problem is your guy didn't win. And now you're doing everything you fucking can to join in with all the other fucking Republic or Trump-supporting governors who want to make this shit happen. I just saw a story where, it, I mean, and... How ironical, um, Trump Towers. They have increased their rates by 180% to do everything. It's a safety measure. This was not a Trump measure. I know this sounds very Trumpian, right? No. They raised their rates 180%. I can't remember which weekend, but it's coming up. Because apparently that was the designated date for the second insurrection. And so they're doing everything they can to get the people who don't make that kind of green that you can't stay here, right? We are not going to be the epicenter. You are not going to trace, you know, uh, 75 to 100 angry ass couples, you know, breaking shit up. It's like not, not to the Trump hotel or Trump towers. Nope. So again, they still think their dude has a chance. And if not this time, sure as fuck the next time. Or a Trump spinoff like a fuckface Matt Gates, who's already made the claim that he's going to run. The sad thing is, gang, he probably is going to skate on the sex trafficking bullshit. Y'all know how it works. If you think I'm bullshit, look at OJ Simpson. If OJ Simpson was a janitor, his ass would be in jail. But he's got clout and he's got money. So does Gates. Again, that fucker paid to rape girls via Venmo. We got money trails, and he's going to skate, and he's going to run, and he's going to be a, a Trump Jr. And so they're setting this shit up because you know the other thing they're doing? There's an initiative here in Texas called Souls to the Pole. It's on Sunday, right? So after church, the preacher says the last amen. They posse that church congregation up, and they go find a place to go vote. It's a great way for minorities to go vote. And in this case, Negroes. They're closing the polls on shit like that. Who do you think that's going to fucking target? Are you fucking kidding me? You're not that fucking smart Greg Abbott. We see through this. You've got to be fucking kidding me. And the fucked up portion, I heard a back and forth because the same thing is either being pitched or it was successful in Georgia. And I'm looking right at her. She was that idiot that uh, posed with uh, the Confederate suit on and all this other bullshit because, again, telling black people to get over it 
all the while stuffing the fast pass in our fucking faces. Go fuck yourself. But again, she looks like the fucking crypt keeper and she's dressed up in her Confederate bullshit and her reasoning for wanting polls and everything to be shut down on Sunday is because that's what the Bible says. You can't work on Sundays. And again, I'm pretty sure she forgot that portion that there's a separation between church and state. Yay, your invisible man says no voting on Sunday, but guess what? Your invisible man does not run this fucking country. <clears throat> or at least he's not supposed to. Right? And so, and again, there's a Bible store, a Christian book bookstore, actually, probably six miles from my house. You know what day they're open? Sundays. They're open seven days a week. Right? Do you know how many Christian-based organizations are open on fucking Sunday? And I'm just pointing that out because of the fucking hypocrisy. I don't give two shits if your Bible says nobody works at all eight days a week. You sit there and act like you're in heaven and you just fucking jerk me off until the man gravy comes out. Because that's pretty much all heaven is apparently, right? That's what I get told. You sit around and you worship God for an eternity. One, that sounds like hell to me. And two, I don't give a shit because you know what's not happening here on earth? Your version of heaven. We got to take real world steps to solve real world problems. And your God doesn't elect our fucking leaders. We do. And when you shut shit down on your holy days, fuck you. And again, who is that targeting? Again, you're not that fucking smooth, Jack. We see right through you. So again, the, these restrictive voting parameters, it is strangling the minority's ability to cast a vote. Again, a lot of this has to do with finances. More restrictive hours, shutting polls down on certain days. It, all that shit. I'm trying to remember more because I'm starting to get pissed again. When am I ever not pissed? Fuck me. But every single last one has a bigger negative effect on the minority community than it does our white brothers and sisters. And again, who stereotypically votes more Democratic? And you'll wonder why he fucking did it. But as usual, here we are creating solutions for problems that don't fucking exist. Right? Again, this voter integrity shit that you're so desperate to achieve, we already got it. Right? It's kind of like, you know, going to a strip club. There's a good chance you're going to see a fucking tit. Right? You don't got to work that hard. I'm pretty sure that's what they go in. Yeah, you just like, yeah, hey, I want to see some titties. You go to a strip club. You don't got to work that hard. Right? Just look. Just like fucking voter integrity. It's already full of integrity. Again, you just didn't like the results. So now you're going to fucking bellyache like a petulant child. Gang, as usual, Uncle Bobby has pitched some motherfucking problems. And unlike Greg Abbott, they're real problems. And as usual, Uncle Bobby is going to give you some motherfucking solutions. First up, theist people, my brothers and sisters who believe in any kind of deity, and it makes you focus on the afterlife only. Shut the fuck up. And you wonder why we accuse you guys of being at a fucking death cult. Right? Again, there's 
And again, I don't think these are extreme examples at all. <clears throat> but I'm sitting here thinking about, again, all my Twitter interactions, and it's the same shit, right? Oh, don't you see how horrible things are? And Oh, my God. I mean, you can't trust man. And, you know, and just, have you ever seen babies? Babies are so horrible. You have to teach a baby. It'd be nice not to be. Shut the fuck up. All you guys do is focus on the negative shit. And you don't pitch in near enough. And when you do pitch in, you simply say, well, just because I'm a horrible person. But, you know, Jesus, shut the fuck up. Take credit for your own fucking achievements. You want to know why? You're a good person. You actually are. Yeah. Congratulations on not being perfect. But how boring is that? You're going to make mistakes. You're going to say the wrong shit. No one knows that better than me. Trust me. But you learn from your fucking mistakes. That's the best part about living this finite life. That's what makes it fucking delicious. Again, those four digits in the on the left, you didn't you can't control that. Those four digits on the right, for the most part, you can't control that either. All you got is the fucking dash. Live for the fucking dash. Next up, the homeless problem and people who treat them like sacks of shit. Shut the fuck up. Again, gang, we are all, we are all, we are all just a handful of bad choices away from being those people. I've seen those documentaries and they are fucking crushing. Right? I mean, fuck. I mean, this one, this one is an extreme example. But y'all remember fucking Ted Haggart? Literally fucking Ted Haggart? His entire income, every penny, his source of financial security came from that church. He fucked around and expressed his true sexuality. I got no jokes about that. He was getting railed by Mike Jones. How appropriate is that? That his name is Mike Jones, right? a gay male prostitute and meth dealer. Ted Haggard's monkey ass got drummed out. Insert joke there. He got drummed out. He was homeless for a while. Now, if he would have asked him 60 days before that, he would have said, hell no. Look at all these blessings I have. Gang, the homeless issue is a people issue. It's not a thing problem. Treat them like people and they may fuck around and act like it. Again, how would you like to be treated if you were in that situation? It's not just as easy as I'll just make a million dollars, is it? When no one trusts you, when no one believes you, when everyone thinks you are at fault for the shit that's going on, you wouldn't be successful either. Remember, the people that you step over, they're people. Hey, and you know what? Some of them are troops. Yeah, you know, the people we love to jerk off to, but we don't do shit to help them. So remember, gang, they are people. And do what my friend said. Even if you don't have a dime on you, you smile at those people. If for no other reason, they're people. And finally, and yet again, Greg Abbott, the state of Texas, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck fuck up again it's not that we are tr not trying to hide it we are bragging about how shitty we are we are continuing to make solutions 
for problems that don't exist. And this extreme voter restriction bullshit, again, you want uh, integrity-filled elections, Greg. We already got them, Jack. Again, the only problem is you don't like the outcome. So you're trying to change the rules of the fucking game. And do you know what we call people like that? Spoiled, petulant, fucking children. Your voting restriction acts are so oppressive, Greg, and they are 100% pointed at the poor, the lower middle class, which are the minority voters, asshole. And again, this is where someone says, oh, Robert, there's more numbers. Why? Shut the fuck up. I suck at math, and even I know there's a difference between gross raw numbers and percentages. It's like the idiots who sit there and they want to say, well, there's more police shootings against white people. Numbers-wise, you're right. Percentage-wise, we got to beat. We are three times more likely. So for those of you who are all bad at math, shut the fuck up. You just let a dude who took remedial math in college and got a D in it. I just outmath you. How the fuck do you feel? All right. Once again, that was kind of pleasant, wasn't it? Gang, thanks for listening. The big guy is signing the fuck off. Jen and Truth, let's go. Truth, yeah. Jill and truth. Let's go.